Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, from verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lambs, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lambs. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. I'll repeat that verse. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the time. Praise God. And then we are going to read Revelation chapter 22 from verse 12. Behold, I'm coming soon. I will bring with me the recompense I will give to each according to his deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify your holy and acceptable name. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy, your love, your care, and your concern upon our lives. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We pray that you may fill us with your presence as we do our meditation. We pray that you may speak to us, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to our lives. Transform us and help us to learn something new. Teach us, Lord, what you want us to learn this, this day for the greater glory of your name. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we just read uh, Matthew chapter 25, which is the parable of the ten virgins. And it is revealed to us here that the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. So it's like a story, it's a parable. So we're going to look at different aspects. What does it really mean? And we know now that... Um, there are ten of them. Five are said to be wise. Five are said to be foolish. You know, they have lamps. We know um, a lamp will need to use oil. So five of them have enough oil. Five of them did not have enough. And as the Bible records, that the wise ones brought more oil, flasks of oil with their lamps. So uh, we have 
Verse 5 says, Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So the wise and the foolish all became drowsy and they fell asleep. Why? Because the bridegroom was delayed. So delay can also cause drowsiness, can cause someone to just feel weary and exhausted and they fell asleep. Then at midnight when they were sleeping, the bridegroom came. <laughs> and um, the foolish ones did not have enough oil. So they were asking the wise ones to give them. But unfortunately, they could not have enough to share. So when they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him. And as much as this is a parable, is um, it is directed towards the second coming of Jesus. And it is about uh, us being prepared to be able to meet the bridegroom when he comes. Or for to be prepared so when the bridegroom comes, we are ready for him. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. The church is the bride. So the bridegroom will be coming to his church. And we are meant to be prepared. So verse 13 says that, Therefore stay awake for you know neither the day nor the hour because Jesus is the soon coming king. He is the king of kings and he is coming soon. We don't know how soon. And that's why the Bible says that we don't know the hour, we don't know the day. But this also means we have to be prepared spiritually. So the oil signifies the good deeds and lack of them, lack of oil. And um, now to stay awake is to be prepared. So if the once if he, when the bridegroom was delayed they got drowsy and fell asleep that means they got weary but we know the lord is the one who gives strength to the weary so we can always look to jesus to fill us with his grace to fill us with his grace so we can move on without being weary on waiting and also there is a scripture that says we should not be weary in in doing good because it is not about we are not just living for this life and like this uh, ten virgins each one of us falls in one of these categories but none of us should be a judge only God is the judge I believe what we need to strive to do is to seek God more because if we are seeking God and if we everything we are doing every day we are doing it for the glory of God then he's going to prepare us he's the one who will help us to be able to come out of any form of sin or additions to sin attachment to this world and to be able to be attached to him and it is also this story also reveals to us that in connection with the one that we just read in the revelation that Jesus says I'm coming soon it reveals to us that this world is temporary it is not our home it is temporary so it is a story and a parable of consolation and comfort 
that no matter what is happening around us, no matter what is happening in the world or what is going to come to happen, or the, the challenges, the struggles, the, the, the disappointments and all the, the pain and the cry that is happening in the world, you know, in the recent times, it is temporary. So we need not to focus so much on what is happening because if we do focus so much on what is happening, we shall be distracted from the most important thing, which is Jesus, which is preparing ourselves, waiting for Jesus. If we focus so much on what is happening around us, it means we might get distracted from focusing on he who is most important so that we can get to do what is really important. The thing is, Revelation, the book of Revelation, reminds us that, Behold, I'm coming soon. I bring with me the recompense I'll give to each according to his deeds. So that means, if Jesus is saying he's coming soon and he'll give to each of us uh, a recompense according to our deeds, so we have to have our life laid bare before the Lord so that he may help us each day you know, and purify us. We surrender to him and purify us so he can purify us and sanctify us even with the challenges and the troubles that we are facing. God can do that. He is God. You know, and the trials that we face in this life, when you offer everything to God with thanksgiving, can be used for our own good as a purification. So that means if used as a purification, it is going to be for our own good. We are pilgrims in this world. So this uh, parable of the ten virgins is a warning that we should not get drowsy and fall asleep just because uh, too much is going on, or there's just too many troubles, and we are thinking, when is Jesus coming, you know? Or we feel like he's delayed. He can never be delayed. Time is in his hands. We just need to strive what verse 13 says. To stay awake. For no one knows neither the day nor the time. So to be prepared is not... Uh, it's supposed to be a continuous thing, I believe. To be prepared. To prepare our hearts is to repent to God and to seek God more than ever. To focus on him. To worship him. Remember... Uh, the other talks that you had about worship and seeking God, exalting the Lordship of Jesus, confessing who Jesus is, thanking God for what he has done. It is basically the basic principles of becoming a follower of Jesus and ensuring and making sure we are not distracted from what is important because of the many distressing or troubling situations that could be going on around us. Also, the nature of the challenges that we are facing in the world today is losing hope. Many people might be um, tempted to lose hope or to give up hope and think, why do we have to suffer this much? Does God really care? You know, and start questioning the love of God, the mercy of God, or the divinity of God. But according to these scriptures that we just read, the Lord knows everything. So we have to protect our hearts from getting into that state of helplessness. 
where we might be tempted to lose hope, Jesus still remains the hope of the hopeless, and he becomes our hope when he has fully suffered and died on the cross, because we know it did not end with Dark Friday. And that is why it is called Good Friday, because there was an Easter Sunday coming. So we need to look forward to the joy set before us, which is the Easter Sunday, the resurrection, the soon coming King, with the resurrection, with the transformation, with the recompense. We do not know the hour or the time, but we need to know that the Lord, if He chose at some point in the history of the world, to leave his throne to come and suffer that much and die for us who are not even here yet, he will still come and rescue his very own. This is how we have to look at Jesus and get our hope fixed on him. We have to look at the cross of Jesus. Look at Jesus dying on the cross and imagine why did he have to why did he have to go through all that, you know? And get to be encouraged that no matter what we are facing today, no matter what comes our way, no matter what we are going to experience or what we are experiencing, everything else might fail, but God will never fail. If Jesus did not fail, then he came and died, so he suffered all that much. So that means there is no amount of suffering that we can go through in this world that he will not come to rescue us. It might seem like the peak of suffering or the worst that we can never go through. But when you feel like that, I believe it's the time to really seek God and pray for the grace, the grace that we need to go through this because it is freely given. That is why we are reminded in the book of Hebrews, let us have the confidence to go before the throne of grace and mercy, to find grace and mercy for timely help. So we should read ourselves and endeavor to fight anything that might come into our mind, into our hearts, creep into our lives to cause us to lose the confidence that we need to go to the throne of grace and mercy. Because without that confidence in God, then we can't pray. Without confidence that actually God can do something or Jesus can change our situation or Jesus will be coming to rescue us, then we will not be able to trust in him, to hope in him. So as much as many challenges are surrounding us and are coming our way, I believe this is a time to focus. This is a time to fix our eyes on Jesus. Actually, when we read the book of Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1, the Bible says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us. We are on a race and we have to finish the race. And the end of this race is where Jesus is. That's why he's the Alpha and Omega. The world began with him. It is going to end in him. Remember, the world and everything in it is created in him. So it is not going to be the end if we haven't seen him. He is the Omega. It doesn't matter what we go through or what we have to go through, but we need to remind ourselves that as long as he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the end is where he is. The end is where he is. So before we get to where he is, we cannot lose hope. We have to hold on until we get there.
While verse 2, while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of our faith, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. So that's what uh, we, had, we just read from um, the Gospel of Matthew, that they thought the bridegroom was delayed and they fell asleep. But we have been told here that we should consider how Jesus endured such opposition from sinners in order that we may not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. When Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he knew what was coming. And that is why um, he was really praying so, so much with in perseverance until his sweat became like drops of blood. So we need to know that these troubled moments, they came upon Jesus, they will come to us in different degrees. And this is the cross that each one of us has to bear. We shouldn't reject it. We should not um, despise it. We should not complain about it. But we should embrace it and focus, fix our eyes on Jesus. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of our faith. He endured the cross, despising its shame. And he has taken his place at the right hand of God the Father. So how are we going to overcome these moments? By focusing on, on Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, not on our suffering, not on our crosses, not on our pain and troubles, but fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's going to give us the grace that we need to go through this season. Because that's why Jesus died, that's why he came to earth, that is why... He is our Redeemer and our Savior. That is why He's the Alpha and the Omega. is the beginning and the end. So before we get to where He is, then we cannot just believe this is the end and forget that we still are meant to be waiting for the King of Kings to come and to rescue us. He did it once and for all. And now He is planning on coming the second time to renew the world and make the world anew and everything anew. So we should rid ourselves from anything that might cause us to feel drowsy, to feel weary, and not to sleep, but to stay awake, to prepare ourselves for the second coming of Jesus. This is the word of God, and the truth of the word of God is what sets us free. May the Lord help us to grasp this word as it is written. Lord Jesus, we thank you, we honor you, we praise you, and we bless you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that we should stay awake because none of us knows the day that you are coming. But, Lord, we know that you will be coming. Help us to be awake. Help us to have the oil that we need. Help us, Lord, to major our lives on seeking you, on repenting on our sins, and doing good deeds of mercy so that Lord when you come we will be prepared 
and so that you may receive the recompense that you have promised that you will bring to everyone. Lord Jesus, we belong to you and we are yours. Help us to fix our eyes on you. Help us, Lord, to endure the cross, fixing our eyes on you for the joy that is set before us. Because, Lord, we know that you are not dead, you are alive. And if you resurrected, you have promised to come and take us to be with you. We thank you and we honor you. Help us to hold on to you, Lord. Deliver us from anything that will come to distract us and cause us to lose faith or to feel weary or to fall asleep when we are meant to be preparing ourselves. Prepare our hearts, Lord. We can do nothing without you. We thank you and we bless you. We honor you and we worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace and your power. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.